All righty then. Welcome to week six of The Churn. It's your co-host, Kamish Fran, alongside me, my co-host, Connor Boddington. A couple things we're going to be covering this week. Le'Veon Bell, cut, signed, Dak Prescott, injury bug, and Chase Claypool. Big game, big numbers here. Welcome to week six. How you doing, Connor? Doing well. Not as good as uh, not as good as Le'Veon right now. I think he's uh, feeling pretty happy signing with the Chiefs. Yeah, that's honestly that's just unbelievable. Is what it is. You go from almost being traded to cut to on the reigning champs. I don't know if you could really dream up a better scenario, and I don't think you could really dream up a better scenario for the anti CEH truthers from earlier this year i don't i don't know what to tell you it doesn't seem like he's really going to return that top five value down the stretch here yeah i mean if you want to take your victory lap you can do it now we'll see how we're looking in about another four weeks we'll see but yeah if you want to take your victory lap because they signed Le'Veon bell go for it we'll we'll do a four week we'll do a pulse check in four weeks um like i said i i swallowed the pill i took uh i took the l on okay he's a great football player he's worth it but i wasn't drafting him top five or first round i stayed i stayed away i was very against it i did i i thought there was a little bit too much hype there and now the hype train is at a big stall they're running out of coal in the engine not sure what they're gonna do there we'll see i I think that he'll be fine. And to be honest, I mean, top five running back right now, I still think I would probably consider him that with the injuries to Saquon, McCaffrey, and I mean, now Dalvin too. Uh, potentially might miss a few weeks. For anyone who missed it, it looked like he had a groin injury on Sunday night against the Seahawks. Yeah, we might have one week of Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison season. Um, he's got a dream matchup this week, but there is another issue, the dreaded COVID bug looming again. There was multiple t- positive tests in that locker room in Atlanta, um, hot Atlanta, hotbed. That's going to be an interesting situation to monitor. I really hope they still play, but we've seen some really bad scenarios the past few weeks with these games. Yeah, and obviously they also fired Dan Quinn, um, and now they have all this COVID issues people testing up with a bunch of positives and my my theory at the beginning of the season i know you were taking the victory lap about ceh i'm not taking a victory lap on this but i'm saying that you're starting to see it where these teams now all of a sudden the falcons are popping up they're zero and five just fired their head coach season is probably over and what do you know multiple tests of COVID out of nowhere so mm. who knows we'll, we'll just something to keep an eye on moving forward was that your hot take for me? No, that was hot not a take. No, okay. No, so if we want, we can go right into that. So I, I teased Joe a little bit with this. Um, obviously, Chase Claypool had a huge um, weekend this past weekend out of nowhere. Um, and I know in one of our leagues, uh, he is sitting on the taxi squad for for uh, in the dynasty league on uh, TC's bench. Now back to my take when. You see guys like Chase Claypool coming out of the third round. I am convinced that in two to three years, we're going to be having arguments about whether or not wide receivers should be paid and how you can easily replace them with a rookie. 
it's like how you're not really supposed to draft first round running backs or give a running back a second contract. I think that we're going to start seeing that with wide receivers moving forward. I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but looking at all these wide receivers now who can come in and produce as a rookie, it's, I think it's going to be harder and harder to justify paying one of these big time wide receivers. Well, another guy that fits right alongside that it's the number one wide receiver in football right now let me do a double check on ppr um on him i was actually just looking at stats by the way clyde edwards is number 12th on the season so not top five maybe with the injuries go for it but let's see stats wide receivers man sleeper giving me a little bit of trouble here hide owned players no dude what am i doing wrong are you on trying to get through the rankings? No, I'm on week one. I'm on week one. I'm sorry. Live action stat here reporting here. Okay, he's not number one, but he's number four, and he's a monster. But, like, how many teams passed on DK Metcalf? Not a first-round grade. I know that the Eagles passed on him to draft J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who um, I saw Eagles fans on Twitter getting excited because he had a nice block on Miles Sanders' long touchdown run and caught a pass on third down. So – well, good for him. Great DK things. Metcalf <laughs> is uh, taking the league by storm. I think multiple, every single team passed on him multiple times. Was he a third round pick? Uh, no, but he was an end of second. End of second. So still not like top top of the line draft capital, but he's going to be absolutely huge. Um, I think we should definitely talk about the Adam Gaze effect as well. How many more weeks until he's gone? I think until they lock up the number one pick, I think Jeff fans are just going to have to sit through this for the year and like uh, just deal with it. And then he's going to be gone. And I think Joe Douglas is fine. I kind of like, honestly, the moves he's been making his GM. It's like, I get it. He didn't give Levy on that contract. At least I don't believe so. Um, In obviously the Jamal Adams trade, like, I, I get that they're being made fun of because, oh, you're trading away your two probably best players. But it's like if the guys don't want to be here, you need to just get them out. Like it sets such a bad precedent in that locker room. And it just – I feel like it, it just kind of kills that energy and camaraderie in the locker room. Um, so kind of getting rid of those guys, getting some picks. Obviously, Bell, I mean, doesn't look great. They have $12 million that they owe this year in dead cap, and then they have another four tied up to them next year as well. So, I mean, they're – gonna have to keep paying for this but it was probably the right move he kept complaining publicly about Gase he just wasn't good he wasn't a good fit they don't have a good enough offensive line for him or a good enough offensive scheme like Bell is not talented enough to make up for the for not being in like a really good situation which I mean I'm not saying he's not a good running back I think he is more situation dependent than guys like Zeke or Saquon or McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook where you can just put them out there and they're always going to produce He's a little bit older now, too. He's not, like, in his prime um, as a running back. He's definitely out of his prime. And the prime for running backs is a shorter shelf life than receivers, than quarterbacks, and we know that. Um, And that's why for, like, Dynasty, like you had brought up in the beginning of the year, you don't rank them as high for Dynasty because how many years are you going to get out of them? We're still kind of new to Dynasty, so we haven't seen that yet. But it definitely makes sense. Like, these guys do burn out after a while. Um, I'm just – obviously, it's just baffling. It's hysterical that Le'Veon Bell's gone before Adam Gase. Guys like Dan Quinn 
are getting fired. Wasn't there one more? Oh, Bill O'Brien. He got yeah, he that got was canned. A, yeah, that was because uh, did you hear about this and what JJ Watt pretty much did and how they like got into like a huge argument during practice and pretty much just like JJ Watt told him like, dude, you suck at coaching. I I, I didn't hear this, but I love that. Yeah, I was listening to um, was watching a clip from the Pat McAfee show and they were talking about it. It was very funny, honestly. Cause he was just talking about like how JJ Watt is just like beloved in Houston and pretty much, okay, JJ Watt wants him gone. We'll get him gone. Um, so it, it's, I wish more players kind of started exercising that. I don't really know who on the jets. So has that power to be like, I want this man gone. Like I, I don't mm. think anyone does. Maybe Frank Gore. Uh, no, I'm, because Frank I, Gore is just following him. He's going I wherever. I, I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. Dry sarcasm there on Frank Gore. Um, he's actually in a couple of starting lineups this week. Again, in fantasy do you think he'll ever go away no i don't think so um i will say though to bell leaving i do think that it opens up some opportunities i mean obviously frank gore i mean you could have gotten away with starting him these last couple weeks but now the a guy like lamichael p ryan who i don't really know how good he's going to be i think he was a third or a fourth round pick um but i know that in jets camp they really liked him coming out and like the stuff that he showed so, who knows? He was explosive um, for them. Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick. So, I mean, not much draft capital, not really something to to keep an eye on as much for redraft, um, but more so for dynasty. It could be a name um, kind of worth looking at. Uh, There's a name. Wonderful. Big injury update this week. Dak Prescott, if you watched it on live television, it was a cramp. Not great, Bob. That's not great, Bob, either, Tony Romo. Um, another, Also, another bad take from guys in the industry. I don't know if you saw what Booger McFarlane said. Cowboys no, are actually better with Andy Dalton because he, you know, he's going to play better with that or mesh better with that defense. All right. Listen, if, if I can make that take and go on live television and say that Andy Dalton's going to make the Cowboys better than Dak, Dak Prescott at the helm, Get me in the seat. I think I can make better takes than that. They're way worse, and their their record's not good. The Cowboys' season sounds like it's pretty shot at this point. I see. Okay. I don't think so. I still think even with Dalton, they're the best team in the NFC East, which I know isn't saying much. I do think that they're better, and I I do not agree with Booger or any of these other guys. Don't get – like, don't listen to what I'm saying and think that I'm saying something else. But I do think that this is going to force the Cowboys to – Play, play smarter where you understand, hey, we have this horrible defense. Let's just pound the clock. Let's just run the ball with Zeke over and over again. And Andy, I mean, look, Andy Dalton is not an elite quarterback by any means. He's nowhere on Dak's level. But, I mean, he's a guy who's shown he can make throws and he can lead teams to the playoffs. Where I, I just – I wouldn't be surprised if we, see, if we see Dallas end up winning the division at like nine and seven. Um or something like that, eight and eight, where they could be hosting a playoff game, which is awful to say. But just I, I don't think that they're in that deep of trouble considering compared to some other teams who would be losing um, a top 10 quarterback, if not five, like Dak. Well, if, if they were in the NFC North, Norths. Oh, the season's if, over. If they were in the NFC North, even the NFC South, I mean, tough division there. NFC West got the Seahawks, got the Rams. I guess it pays to be in the in the NFC East. The division is dog shit. One hundred percent. Travis Fulgham right now might be the best player in the division. 
That's come on. That's I did you see him this weekend? <laughs> He's nasty. The Cowboys have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke, and you want to – I get it. Travis Fulgham was a slate buster name that See? won people hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't understand it. I was never See, thinking this of is him. Me, this is me going back to my why pay wide receivers. I, like, you got guys like Travis Fulgham who you're just picking up off practice squads, coming out and dropping, what, nine catches, 100 plus, like 120-plus yards and two touchdowns. You have guys like Darius Slayton out of the sixth round. I mean, you can just draft C.D. Lamb, who I think is probably the Cowboys' best receiver at like right now. Like, there's no need. You don't need to be signing wide receivers to a second contract. Does C.D. Lamb lead the league in swag at the receiver p- position? He's got the number 88, right? That's a sick no, number. DK. He wears a binky. I think it's so cool with he the wears super a... dark visor. Oh man, I. You tell me, you're you're telling me that this man who is a man amongst men. Yes, that's why it's funny. It works. He, we- he wears a binky. I, if it was not... Tyler Lockett in the binky, no, it'd be corny. It, it, the fact that it's a 6'5 <laughs> man who's <laughs> like... <laughs> Think about Tyler Lockett in a binky. It's actually really funny. I know. Um, how about LaVisca Chenault? That's some swag. Dreads. It, it, it just really comes out to dreads. I will say I'm going to toss a name out there. Adam Thielen, I feel like it's pretty swaggy on the low. Like his it, touchdown dances, like he's been getting after it. I, uh, he, uh, not DK level though. His route running has some of the most swag in the NFL alongside Stefan Diggs too. He put on a show. Imagine if um, those guys were teammates. Oof. Oh man. I actually did that inadvertently did not mean to bring him up alongside Adam Thielen. Um, <laughs> like I just did there. So that's definitely, that's my bad. But, yeah, imagine if they were teammates. Imagine if Le'Veon Bell went back to, the like, the Steelers, right? They'd be so uh, much better. Connor, I think Connor's washed. I, he's banged up. He's a glass cannon, as my brother says. Um, anything else to, to touch upon that, like, stood out to you from NFL this week before we jump into the games? Um, no. I, oh, I do want to give a shout-out to the Raiders. I know they're listening. Uh, that was a great win. Um, just how that all worked overall. Like, that was just such a great game plan. Shout out to Mahomes making that tackle on the half-yard line so Jacobs could run that in for a little garbage-time touchdown, which helps me in uh, in the butter pull out a half-point win. So, thank you, uh, Mahomes. Hmm. I guess I'll give a shout-out, too, this week. Shout-out to Justin Herbert. I was going to say, let's talk about him for a second. Cape can good. Swing. Kid can sling the rock in. Okay, so diehard Chargers fan here checking in. It's the commish. I have never had so much support in my football team and in my quarterback than I have with Justin Herbert. It's like everybody's too nice. I need someone to, like, bring back the old, like, juju of, like, laughing at me. We're down in the fourth. Phil Rivers ask. <laughs> I just don't see that. It's the coaching right now. It's not our team. I think we're the most talented one and four team in football. He is. Uh, I I don't know if we talked about this last week. Hand up. I was wrong about Justin Herbert. Um, I knew he had the tools. I didn't think he was going to be this good out the gate. He's, he's the real deal. Uh, my concerns with him coming out of college was that he didn't improve from junior to senior year, and I felt he couldn't put touch on the ball, which, I mean, he's – throwing dimes everywhere now so I was totally wrong hand up um I'll admit that loss but dude he's a monster he's so good and 
it must be fun watching him and just knowing it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He, he's playing well. And that to me is the biggest sign of this kid is going to be like a star and just continue to kind of be that franchise guy for you where it's like, all right, Keenan Allen's out. All right, next man up. Like it just doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He's throwing bombs and they're, uh, they just keep moving the ball. Speaking of next man up, does it matter where the ball is when he's throwing to Mike Williams? I feel like the easier it is to catch, the less chance he has to catch it. Like, it just needs to be, like, him diving out, like, jumping, like, six yards ahead to try to catch it, and his hair flopping around everywhere, and that's when he's, uh, that's when he's at his best. He's going to have some serious back problems when he's older. I have never seen somebody, like, pancake on the turf like he does, like, full body weight, full extension catch as many footballs as he does landing like that in my entire life. Number one, here's a hot take. He's the most spectacular catch. He's the best spectacular catch receiver in football based off of what he did last week. Like he just makes contested play after play after play, but he looks like he gets hurt every single time where it's going to be like herniated disc out for career for Mike Williams. Connor Boddington is pondering mildly at his computer here i'm sorry i got a weird text i was not expecting so my bad that kind of took me out of it for a second there um but yeah mike williams very good very good did you send it to me no he sent me a meme oh boy this is what i told you was going to be the we're going to tweet this out as the picture with the with the podcast oh my lord i love memes here comes patrick mahomes acting as go follow us on twitter and you'll be able to see it uh we're at twitter gonna plug it right now let me just make sure i'm giving you guys the right handle um hold on one moment please we are at the churn ff give us a follow we follow back um we interact a little bit on there i mean if you tweeted us we'll tweet back um but yeah so that's our twitter go follow it and we'll uh we'll see the You'll see the uh, the meme on there. I think maybe we'll we'll think about doing a, a giveaway soon. Um, obviously, great time for a plug at the Churn FF. There's at Connor Bods and myself at JDFran14. Soon to be changed, I think. Uh, we'll put a pin on that. Week six, NFL, no Thursday night football, which is why we're actually recording here on Thursday. Well, snip, snap, snip, snap action. We got Tuesday football. They took Thursday football away from us. I Really wish maybe they just did like a Saturday game. Saturday midday action, Saturday five o'clock action. Give me something. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Saturday since there's college happening. College just kind of controls Saturdays. College has more fans than NFL, too. Yeah, they're more loyal. I don't want to say more loyal. It's just the college is a whole another beast. Like, I, I would love Friday, too, but I mean, they know that's high school, so. I think we're. I do think we're going to get a Wednesday night game though, some point this year. How the hell do you do Wednesday night football for fantasy scoring? I don't know, but we're going to have to figure that out. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Um, we're going to jump into the games. We're going to go melting pot dynasty, the churn again. Week six, fantasy football is moving right along. Uh, this is kind of like the make or break it point for some seasons. If you're Hanging out for dear life, one and four. Maybe you got to make a splash trade. Um, you're you're hawking the waivers. If you're zero and five, you're thinking about next year. 
dynasty, you might be tanking, you know, selling off some players, but this is it. This is the turning, the churning point of the football season. Love the grin I just got from Connor. That's what I'm here for. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the melting pot. What the hell's going on out here? All right, we're back. Welcome back to the churn. Like I said, the churning point of the season. It's week six. Quick rundown of the games. Last week, Connor Boddington. Where did I put it? 14 and three. Correct me if I'm wrong. 14 and three, right? Correct. I, myself, went nine and eight. Oh, we redid the scoreboard. That's what I'm looking at here. We actually made simple math in an Excel sheet. I'm like, where did you put the scores? Connor goes 14 and three. I go nine and eight. We're tied. 43 Mm -hmm. and 23 picking these games apiece. This is a big week. It is. Uh, You keep saying it's the turning point of the season. It's the turning point for the picks then as well. It is the turning point for the picks. I'm not going to – I can't drive that one into into the grave. I actually like that one a lot for a cheesy dad saying. Um, No, I'm not a dad. Nope, I'm not, but I still make dad jokes. That's going to be – I'm going to put a pin on that one. Um, All right, let's do it. Old school, week five, lightning round, melting pot. Here we go. TK yard work, 161 over drunk JD. That's me, 139. They get to three and two. Two-game schneid for drunk JD to bring them down to three and two. Next game, Bayou boys. Big win, 158 over always up to Sutton. They were up to nothing this week, 107. They both even out to three and two. Bills Cosby sleepers fell short. They're two and three, 123 to APD's 147. Team Perkis, that's a name change, name to be changed. Connor Boddington has never seen heavyweights. They win 168 over Marty Bird Enterprises, 123. Big comeback. That's a big shot, and I I was waiting to to take that shot at you. Magnificent Monday night comeback, Death Knights, 163, call it, to 162. Studs are us. That was a great game by them, too. They really needed to get that win. Last game, worst team ever, stole the show right from them, 152 to 139 over Vin. That's a recap, lightning round, week five of the Melting Pot. Welcome to the week. What do you think of the games? Um, Happy that I won. Admittedly, right now, um, I've just been focusing in on myself, trying to control what I can control, not worried about the outside noise. um, Wow. Great answer pretty much means that I wasn't totally paying attention to any other games besides mine because it was a it was a pretty close game uh, between myself and Vin. I mean, it pretty much came down. I mean, I won by I won by thirteen, and Jared Cook had like fourteen points on one catch, pretty much. So sorry, two catches. So it came down to that one game, pretty much for me to uh, for me to pull that one out. You uh, you just went full blown, full blown football guy like press conference on me right there. Mm-hmm. It was a good win, you know. I have a pretty big beard, and uh, yep, I I wasn't paying attention to the other games, so uh, I'm happy that I'm happy to get the win, get the three <laughs> and two this week. That's exactly what I just heard, right there. So um, I will say, I mean, it wasn't. There was one actually. There was one really close game, but besides that, it really wasn't. 
none of the games were like as close as last week. I mean, I know last week we had all those kind of nail biters, um, but I'm looking through. It turns out that it pretty much came down to Henry's last carry him getting that touchdown run was the reason for the win. Well, um, I, I would say good storyline had to be a bittersweet win for TK yard work. They're a Colts fan. I'm a chargers fan. We let Phil rivers go. He gets Phil Rivers on the Colts. We could laugh all we want about Phil Rivers in the fourth quarter. He has not looked good. How, thought it was a, I thought it was a good enjoy, matchup. Do you enjoy now, like, the other side of things, getting to see, like, Phil just getting angry, angry, gosh dang him, and saying all that stuff on the sideline, like, in the fourth quarter down? Like, do you enjoy seeing the uh, these reactions? Well, I do and I don't. Number one, I never got a Super Bowl as a Chargers fan with Phil Rivers. But number two, I thought they had a great matchup this week. I started him over Carson Wentz, who's been dog shit. And Carson Wentz goes and throws two touchdowns or whatever he does over Steelers. And, that, and you, were, you, were, you were definitely right about the Duke Johnson thing. I, I thought uh, I thought there was maybe a little bit more passing work in the cards for him. Devontae Freeman told me to literally go F myself on Twitter um, if you want to go see that tweet, J- just kidding. But basically he did off the bench. I didn't play him and it bit me in the ass. And I have out, out thunk myself to three and two, two games. Tonight. Don't get cute. It's not about getting cute. Phil rivers was the call over Carson Wentz this past week. That's, that's football. You make the call based off of process and not based off of gut and you lose. And now we're at three and two staring APD down. This is going to be another rough week for us coming into week six. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm three and two. I'm feeling good about myself. You're three and two and you feel bad. So this is, uh, this is what fantasy is. It's a fickle sport. Not sport, <laughs> fickle game. <laughs> Please explain for, for the friends at home that don't know what you just said. Uh, it can go both ways. Okay. That's fine. I, I appreciate the, the <laughs> treat me like I'm five approach. Um, quick rundown. We did have a, a fan request power rankings. I will say it. They're not coming out this week. Not this week. I was going to say too. Um, but we're definitely, we're working on it. Um, admittedly, I've had a bit of a crazy week this week at work. Um, so I haven't really given much time right now thinking about other stuff besides that. So it's kind of nice to get away and record this. So he only thinks about his week. games too. He only thinks about his. Yeah. Games. Exactly. Uh, here's what I'll say. If if we were to start the power rankings off, the team that requested it, we'd put you at number one. How's that for power rankings? Strongest team in the pot. Yeah. Works with me. I'm Works. good with that. Works we'll, with him. I, I, we're working on some different ways. I mean, I'm thinking of different ways to kind of work it, whether we do like a voting system um, or kind of how we do it, if it's a consensus, if it's something where we take our list and compare and contrast. Like we, a little Venn diagram, something like that. We can work on something. Pythagorean's theorem, you know, there's things. Y equals MX plus, plus B. That's actually Pythagorean's theorem himself. We'll do some math and we'll figure out how to. Our uh, um, senior year or our junior year math teacher from high school who won't be named on this podcast for legal reasons is very disappointed in how we are handling this right now. Well, I'll tell you one thing. What we used to do back in the league that I run is I actually used to crowdsource league rankings, kind of like the AP poll. Mm -hmm. I would get votes on on power rankings when I would do the weekly write-ups. So maybe we just have to put some – we need to put some literature out there. The fans want more content. We need to do some writing. We need to get some information out there. 
Um, we'll figure something out. Quick statement, then we'll jump into the games. Week six, melting pot. No trades, really. And Again, the league is quiet. Let me make a bold. Is the league boring outside of the podcast? The melting pot? I. This is how I feel. Actually, I don't know. I feel like we had more trades last year in Dynasty. I don't know. I still think it's like it's still early and none of these like we don't we're not all as close together at least for me I was this is talking for myself I mean I'm close with you and Luke um but like some of these other guys I I don't really know them that well so I don't know kind of what their styles are or have like a super open line of communication with them and I think that that's something that will just develop over time and it I think that there's a groundwork. I mean, everyone seems to be pretty responsive in the group chat um, where we're going to start seeing it get more fun. It's pretty much once trades really start uh, going through. Maybe we could break the ice with like a pod or like a league melting pot Zoom night where we all watch heavyweights and just chirp Connor for never seeing that movie before. Come on, you devil dog. Like what? How? Can, all right, let's take a, oh, like a quick side shuffle. How have you never seen heavyweights i don't know man what streaming service is it on dude it was on netflix but this movie is like two decades old ben stiller i know look man i have a list of it's actually on disney plus now um so maybe i'll check that out all right he'll check it out let's let's get to the games is this the one where i keep seeing the clip of um josh peck just going ape shit in the in the canoe cursing out all the kids is that from this movie mm. or am i thinking of a whole other movie mm. i don't know Let, we'll figure it out later we'll do that we'll discuss off pod we we've gone completely off the rails here so let's get back on track so what do you got for the first game up this week all right really no trades to discuss back back on track is right there was a big bidding war for travis fulgham your main man um all right, let's pull the games back up. Week six, melting pot. Like, I'll, I'll go right into it with my game. I told you, I'm in trouble. Again, I just anointed them, top dog in the league. My team was so much more balanced, and I don't know what happened here, but I'm starting Trey Burton this week. Not great, Bob. What happened? I, uh, uh, I think I'm singing the blues a little bit. Chris Carson, bye. But that Justin Jackson, I would have played this week. I got him on a buy. Oh, boy, dude. Keenan Allen, buy. And hurt. And hurt. I'm picking APD. They're going to get to five and one. Yeah. Um, I'm also picking him as well. That's uh, just going through your roster. Don't love it this week. Like you said, you're starting Trey Burton. Um, I, but you do have the Trey Burton, Phil Rivers stack. So that's always nice. That's what people are clamoring for. You know, you know something I was, cause it's like, how do I not put Carson Wentz back in after what happened last week? But at the same time, it's like nice matchup, but it's like, okay, they, they do have a pretty decent matchup, but it's like, here's what's going to happen is I'm going to bench Phil Rivers and he's going to throw three touchdowns this week. I can't, I can't pick it right. So I need to, I need to just not touch anything. And just hope that he throws like two touchdowns to Trey Burton and I get a Bobby Tanyan week in the melting pot. We'll see. That, I don't know. Good I, things could happen to me too, right? Like I could get 35 for my tight end Monday night. Can can that happen? 
Most likely not. I got I got APD. We're both on the same page there. Oh, next game. Bayou boys. More like the bye week boys. On the road. Studs are us. 157 projection. You had a couple things to say about this game in the in the pregame warm-up. Tell me what you're thinking. I am picking Shane. I'm picking studs. I think that they're gonna pull this one out. Um Bayou boys just have too much firepower on by this week. I mean, Waller is a stud, especially with the one and a half PPR. I mean, I obviously he's not Kittle or Kelsey, but I think he's in that third kind of tier with this scoring. Just, he just gets peppered with targets. And mm. how did he do this weekend? Oh, pepper Jack. I mean, he's had one game where he had three points. Otherwise, I mean, his second lowest game is 13. Like that is tremendous output from a tight end. Yeah. He's got to find a way to make up for Drew Brees. Waller, Sammy Watkins banged up, public TV's bust. He's got no backup quarterback to slot in in the super how's, flex. How's the moon looking this week? Uh, the moon, I don't have a report on the moon. Last week, he was the moon was at 35% waxing Gibius, and we saw Brandon Cooks was the, was the boom. Yes, Will Fuller scored a touchdown last week, but I think it was only like 11.8 oh. points. Standard, so like he only reached thirty five percent of his maximum output. I would call it a win for Jetpack Galileo, especially because we saw the ceiling. Brandon Cooks forty one hundred in DraftKings, big week. We'll we'll get a report on the moon so, last week. I have one right now. Okay, so you have the, the one report. Up, yep, this is your number one moon podcast. Four uh, percent illumination from the. Uh, <laughs> This week in the moon. So it's a waxing crescent. So very low, 4% uh, light. A is waxing crescent? Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable terminology. It's a 4% waxing crescent. And they're they're on the road at the Titans, who just came out and just they – had, they played a great game last week. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, fa- I'm fading the Texans. I'm fading, I'm fading Watson, and I'm fading Fuller this it's week. The moon. You got to do it. 4% glimmering what did you say shimmering crescent no waxing i don't know waxing. why waxing waxing and it, waxing it's, it's all about waxing and waning so as the moon it as the moon flies in orbit connor it's rotating so waxing means the crescent mm-hmm. is beginning and the moon is becoming fuller from this four percent it's going to go up now when it's waning that means it's going down from 100% to 0%. So it's actually waning back to a a, a banana crescent if you want to call it that. See, this is why people listen to us, not for our fantasy takes, not to hear us talk about their games, but to hear Joe break down the wax on process. wax off, sip zap, sip zap, wax off. You know, like did I did I just establish myself as like number one moon guy and on the pod, I don't, I don't know. But on this I pod, yes, I'm sure that there's a podcast more so dedicated to the moon, which would break it down even further. How annoyed are you that I was able to just break down the actual? The moon? fact that you were able to break that down, but you didn't know what moon it was this Sunday shows you might be a fraud when it comes to being moon guy. So we'll check back in next week. Hey, right I just now, didn't check. I didn't check I the weather. Say, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I'd say right now we're one-to-one in terms of who's the weekly moon guy. All right. All right. Well, I got studs or us. Unless it's yeah, up a dud. I'm taking them too. By week boys. Going to go to three and three. All right. Next game. 
the show's been stolen. Will they get it back? Steal the show on the road against Bill Cosby's sleepers. They're two and three. They just want to stay in in the hunt here. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you got? I picked Luke in this game. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is – you keep saying all this about Phil. I think this is going to be a Jonathan Taylor game. Uh, he DJ hasn't been... got hurt, so I'm, I, I think Taylor could run all over Cincy. I tell you what, Jonathan Taylor could be so much better for what he's p- producing sans Marley Mack. Yeah, yeah volume. No volume, and he hasn't even been great with his touches. If you look at his, like, efficiency ratings, it's not – it's really not anything to write home about. I think it's his vision. I, I keep seeing threads on Twitter that it's like, oh, like, his vision isn't there yet. He's, like, a little bit hesitating to kind of – make a decision and stick with it, which is, I mean, it's pretty common for rookies. Um, I think for rookie running backs to be like that. So it's nothing to be that worried about. I would say. I think the Colts are, the Colts are frauds. Yeah. So do I. They're led by Philip Rivers. Could we, could we be seeing Jacoby Brissett soon? Um, let me take a look back at the sheet here. My cheat sheet. I went Luke too. Why did I go Luke? Oh, that's why Camara. Yeah. On a bye. He's one and four with Kamara. I, however, though, maybe is Kamara the bad luck charm? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> they're just using him wrong. I really, it's really disappointing to see. Like, he's just not getting the proper workload. It's third down. Just get the ball in his hands and let him run. Like, enough already. Yeah, I mean, he's still really good. And, I mean, I'm trying to bring him up right now. And why isn't he starting Travis Fulgham? I'd rather be starting Fulgham over Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling, Valdez Shitling. Yeah, I, I don't know. Vince roster is not bad this week. He will be missing dearly. Camara, it's going to be a really tough situation for him. If he gets to one and five, you start thinking about trades. You know, you're not going to win out and go nine and five. So real quick, I'm just going to say Camara, you're saying he's not being used right, is the number one running back on the season. Um, He's the number two overall player in PPR formats. And this was his worst week of the season so far. He had 19.9 points and he played his most snaps. So he played 76% of snaps. The other four weeks, he's been right around 66, 67%, 68%. And he's been 23, 38, 44, 20. And now this game, 19, which like. Did you watch the game in, in full? Honestly, admittedly, I really did not watch much of Monday Night Football. He's the number one running back in football, and he should be at he should be um, like forty to fifty points higher than where he's at. Given given the fact that Michael Thomas hasn't been playing, I've watched all his primetime snaps. Yeah, he's on the field. They're not using him correctly. They're trying to establish the run early with Latavius Murray up to gut because Breeze is washed. Yeah, just but just get the guy in space and like actually design better plays for him. Also, um, Breeze missed him on a couple really bad throws, as well. Um, underthrow, underthrow, overthrow type deal. Overcook, undercook. Um, yes, they could be using him better. He could be even better than where he's at, um, which is why I say that. That's fair. All right, next game. Who is it? It's you, Connor Boddington. Worst team ever. Not anymore. Three and two. On the road, Team Perkis. Love the team name change. I'm no longer rolling my eyes at you. He's got I wish the, he kept it. 
He's got the logo and everything. You're making me happy. Did I pick you? I did, and I picked you because of the team name change. That's why. I am picking myself. Um, I think it's going to have to be like another Mahomes playing Monday night football, 5 o'clock, getting out of work. Really, I'm just – I'm a little glutton for punishment. I need the – I want to have to deal with the comeback Monday night when he has Diggs playing. I have Mahomes with the comeback. I also think that Philip Lindsay this week, I, I don't know if Melvin Gordon plays with his uh, DUI situation. Mm. Um, could be in for a big week, which would – I mean, a big week, even though he's playing against the um, against New England, which isn't a great matchup, but he's. I think he should get some volume. Well, on a on a real note of why I like his team this week, I think that the Pittsburgh Cleveland game is going to be the highest scoring game of the early slate. Mike Davis has been immaculate without um, McCaffrey, and I also think that Swift is kind of sneaky this week. The Jags under projected at seven. Yeah, I think he's a little under projected too. You like Kirk. Um, you got big, you got big Bobby Tanyan, you know, slotting in at tight end, you know, just doing his, doing his dirty work. He's also got a really good matchup this week. Um, he's pretty expensive on draft DraftKings too. I think he's 5,200. Um, but he, I think, uh, he's got a pretty decent matchup per some analytics tweets that we've seen. So I'm actually kind of excited to see what he could do and see if he can get to five and one. Now, how do you feel about this game? If McCaffrey plays which I don't think he will I mean I haven't heard anything about him practicing but let's just say McCaffrey is somehow playing does that change your thoughts if he has to swap out um, Mike Davis I don't think he would swap him out anyways um, I just think it hurts him a, a little bit right um, okay. but we're, we're starting to see you know a lot of it's it's really funny it's obviously people are joking but they're not joking the Panthers run better as an offense and operate better as an offense when they're not trying to just focus on the guy out of the backfield and defenses can become one dimensional and just literally sell out to stop him and stop everything else. You know what I mean? Yep. Another reason why you shouldn't pay running backs. If I was a GM, I would pay my quarterback, my offensive line, and my defensive line. Well, there you have it. I can't wait for you to get your first team. Yep. Can't be All worse right. than Gettleman. Can't be. All right. Big game. New England Death Knights off the miracle to get to two and three against TK Yardwork. Another another team singing the blues. We might have to put the clip in here. You think you could pull it up? I, we got a song for this situation, and, and he is singing it bad. He's got no Cook, no Metcalf, ah, no Dak. Oh, boy. Yardwork's in trouble. Yeah, I'm taking the Death Knights. Will they be delivering a death blow to TK this week? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a death blow. <laughs> Do they have a backup quarterback? Uh, no. What is, with teams, what is with teams not having a backup quarterback? He has Jordan Love and Robert Griffin. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. It's not but, great I mean, I over there. clearly don't have my backup quarterback since he has Griffin. So, Man, when, when – uh, if if – Mike Lucas can get to three and three and get McCaffrey back. His roster at full speed ahead is going to be really good for the churn point. Yeah. Justin Jefferson's starting to come into his own. Chase Edmonds can take over that backfield. Robbie Anderson took over that receiving core. Sands Adam Gase, he always pops up in conversations. It's like no matter what, we find our way back to talking about Adam Gase. But, no, I'm punching in. 
let's just double check, make sure I had it correct. Mike Lucas to get to three and three. Yeah, I am taking him as well. I think that we've had every pick the same outside. I mean, I picked myself, but right now we have three of the same picks. Hey, that's all right. You know, sometimes you just got to – players play. You got to pick the games and pick the ones that seem, seem right. Um, we are different on this game. This is gut check moment. Marty Bird Enterprises, the biggest personality in the melting pot. On the road, always up to something. They're three and two. Coming off of a tough loss here, make or break, make or break time. I got Marty. Yeah, good for you. I disagree. Um, I think the Fleet <laughs> and Suttons are going to take him down. George Kittle projected a, a measly twenty point twenty seven. Yeah, that's uh, that would be fun to have a player like that on my team, not name a Holmes or Lamar. Just projected twenty every week. But yeah, I I see why you pick always up to something. I really like some of the matchups for Marty this week. Like Clyde edwards Lair. Yeah, but not even just him. I love David Montgomery's matchup this week. Carolina Panthers have been an extremely running back funnel team. We just saw Todd Gurley gashing him last week. Um, I like Hollywood Brown. We just saw Claypool take the top off of the Eagles. I think they've been exposed a little bit. Um, some people don't like Terry McLaurin's matchup. I, I like Terry McLaurin no matter what the matchup is. I, I think he's an underrated guy that might be not so matchup proof where he's going to, he's going to be unbelievable every week, but I think he's going to have a decent game. Like eight catches is definitely in the cards for him this week. If you had a, if you had a better quarterback, I would say he's matchup proof. He's that level of talent. I just, he's really good. Yeah. Really just good. Kyle Allen. I mean, Kyle Allen does put up fantasy points, but he's just, oof. I like uh Tennessee's matchup too, home against Houston. I think yeah. they blow them. I think they blow them out of the water. And he's a big part of that. Um, all right. That's week six preview melting pot. I think this is probably the biggest week of the year, given how many teams are three and two. Don't you think? Yeah. And it, th- but again, I mean, we talk about it every week. It just kind of goes to show how balanced and even this league is throughout. And there's really no team that's like running away with everything right now, which is good. Definitely not. Could be Team Perkis, could be APD fishing for gold. Couple, couple teams front running right now. Um, Just gotta as make always, the playoffs, and who hey, knows what happens? Hey, we'll we'll see. Six of us will get there. All right, that's melting pot. Shameless plug once again at the churn FF. If you like what you're seeing, give us a follow, give us a shout out, tell your friends. We're moving on. Quick break, then it's Dynasty. All right, welcome back to the Churn Week 6. Kamesh is here. Connor Boddington's here. This is his show. We're going to turn it right over to him for the Dynasty Week 5 recap. What's up, guys? Real quick, um, in case you are just joining us now, the to recap our picks record from last week, I went 14-3, and three, Joe went 9-8, and eight, which brings us to an even 45-23. and 23 on the season after a hot start from Joe, he's kind of cooled off. Um, so we're uh, kind of at the turning point of the season in terms of picks as well as the actual fantasy season and obviously real NFL too, but quick recap of last week. I'm just going to run through all the games. Give me one moment while I bring them up. So in the matchup of the podcast host, Joe took me down 124 to 115. Um, John Brown was a late Tuesday night scratch 
which I mean, I didn't really have anyone on the bench who would have won me the game anyway, but Ooh. hurt. Um, Brack Daddy pulling that one out over Zanny Dell. Uh, Mr. Murphy continuing his two game winning streak. Is this team hot? Uh, 132 to 98 over Lapia. Um, we then had TC going down to the Kush Gordons, 122 to 104. TJ just kind of keeps. Rolling along, winning games, gets himself to 5-0. and 127-103, to 103, he takes down Luke. Deusler, I would say probably with the upset. I mean, definitely an upset. We both picked Tucker, but he took down Tucker 119-93. to 93. So, any thoughts on this past weekend uh, for the Dynasty League? I did not know that John Brown was even in question for Monday. I, had, I, thought, I had no idea. I thought I was going to lose. Emmanuel Sanders played a really good game for you. I cannot get my team. Like this team that I've put together here has not bloomed yet by any means. I had no Aaron Jones last week, and I have no Chris Carson or Russell Wilson this week. Let's get the buys out of the way. Once I'm really excited to see what happens down the stretch when my, when my team gets back up to full speed ahead. Yeah, it's – this league is weird. I mean, it's not like – it's a lot more shallow than melting pot. So, it's like you can pretty much – not easily, but it's easier to replace guys on buys, guys who get injured. Um, obviously, you sometimes have to start some random guys who you don't love. But it, it's a league where if you build your roster right and you make kind of prudent moves throughout the offseason, you can definitely put yourself in a position where you don't have that much of a drop-off um, filling in bye weeks as well as – other things like injuries and COVID tests. So, yeah, definitely agree. Eight people in the starting spots. It makes the start sit decisions a little bit more intricate here with the shallower, mm-hmm. shallower, shallower lineups. Um, like Melting Pot, we have we have ten. Right, Trey Burton's finding his way into my lineup this week. Um, makes for makes for it really really tougher um and you really have to be deep as well just to get the the right start decisions in every single week here yeah and i mean you saw that so jumping into uh, trade wise i don't really think there was much um i had a trade with bracken um i want to bring this one up sorry guys give me one second while i scroll up so i traded him emmanuel sanders off his big game for Devonte booker in a 2022 second round pick um, pretty much, I mean, right now I'm one and four and Sanders is an aging piece. Doesn't really fit the timeline right now on my team. Uh, just kind of got banged up with injuries. So pretty much just trading for a second round pick and Jacob's handcuff. Um, were there any other trades that I was missing? We had LaVisca traded to Bracken for Derek Carr. So LaVisca Chenault for Derek Carr, straight even swap. Um, after the DAC injury, I know Chris was not feeling great about having to start Daniel Jones, which I don't totally blame him. So Jones was his only quarterback on his roster besides Dak. So made a move, traded away a young wide receiver for Derek Carr, but he ended up replacing him with Sanders, who probably helps him more this year than LaVisca. What are your thoughts on these two trades? Well, would you say that trade Bonanza is finally over? Has that ship sailed? For now. I, I think we'll see. It's just, I don't think it's over. I don't think the ship has sailed. I think it's maybe just docked at the, uh, still just kind of docked at port. We'll see. Hmm. Docked at port, shipping and receiving. They went on vacation. That's what, that's what we're saying yeah. here. 
Trades have gone on vacation. For now. Like I said, I think we'll see more soon. Agreed. This, this league is never done when it comes to trading. No, and I love it. So I know there was a little bit of drama on the waiver wire. I don't know. Did you go through and did you look at some of the values on some of these pickups? Pretty much uh, just Travis Fulgham. Oh, that's me putting all my tight ends on the trading block. Where's the waiver? Here. So Travis Fulgham was pretty much the only guy with any fab dollars put onto him. And four people did. So you had TJ, Cass, Deusler, and Lapia. Lapia won it by $2 over Deusler, who was had $50 more than Cass. So TJ. Oh, he won by $2. There it is. Yes. Dude, I couldn't find it. What? So TJ bid 15 Cass bid 30 Deusler bid 80 and Lapia bid 82 which Wow. <laughs> that, is, that was brutal. Um I know Dusler was kind of wondering what was going on. He was like, can people see, like, how did he know that? And I think, honestly, it was just unfortunately just kind of dumb luck that Lapia bid that much. I don't know why or, or what made the bid so big. I mean, Travis Fulgham is the truth. But I, that that's brutal if you're Dusler. I mean, you got all these injuries. You're getting Henry not playing because of COVID. Now Michael Thomas gets into a fight and is suspended after being injured. So nothing has really been kind of going his way so far. And now he's kind of gotten uh, screwed over. Hey, he had a big upset last week. No, he did. He did. Don't. He took a deucer on Tucker. Uh, Yes, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying that that's tough. That's a, not a lot has been going his way so far. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. All right, so we'll just get right into the games then. Um, So I have – I'm going top to bottom. So I have myself versus Cass is my first game of the week. I'll let you kind of start off with kind of what are your thoughts? What are you thinking on this one? I tell you what, we didn't didn't love the moves he made at first, but he finds a way to get picked. Yep. He backs it up. Every week. But let's look at the points against here. 561 lowest in his division lowest in the league he's had he's definitely had the biggest cupcakes schedule this year that's a fact however i will say what you're gonna say gonna pull an eight mile on you he wins he's winning yeah just win baby his points for is lower than his points against and it's three and two and he's three and two. Wait, he and has I think to, he goes to four and two this week. I think he, I think he beats me. Let's put it this way: Mike Lapia is tanking, and he scored more points than Cass this year because he had Russ. He's like, I got to get Russ off my team ASAP so I can get myself in position to draft Jamar Chase like that. <laughs> Lapia was so fast to get rid of him. All right, well, let me pull the game back up here because, I, like I said, he finds a way to get picked. Mike Davis shelf life eh, eh. another week panic button. Shelf life on Mike Davis, he's going to be expiring. He's best if used by week six. Jamison Crowder has been sneaky good. Nobody talks about him. Is he the most underrated player in fantasy? Yeah, that, that's a fact, fact of life. Um, I think I want him on my team. But it's just very underrated, very consistent. Wow, this game is a lot closer than originally thought, taking another look at it, but he's got one more good week of Mike Davis coming. Yeah, that's why I'm picking him. I'm I'm picking I'm picking him too. Four four and two. He might be 
the lowest for like the lowest point scored four and two team that I've I've seen in a while. His team, the picture is starting to like come together a little bit. Are you getting that vibe? Like you're starting to see you're starting to see the mission here that he's putting on? Admittedly still not totally, uh, but just win. Like that's kind of what that's his team's mentality right now. Just win games, which honestly is all that it's all about. So mm, no lock it this week. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be no lock it is tough. No um, cook. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still picking him. You're in trouble this year. I agree. No, it's just tough. It, it was I because I don't even know if Godwin plays this week. Limited so, practice this week. Yeah. Um, good sign. So I think he's on track to play. Yeah, I don't know. But coming off a of hamstring, I'd almost rather him just take the extra week. Like, obviously, I want him out there if he's fully healthy. But, like, if he's not, just don't mess around with the hamstring. Bring him back a week early, and then he's out another three weeks. Like, I just don't want to deal with that. Mm. I so, see what you're saying there. Yeah. But if he's out, I'm pretty much going to have to start the Michael P. run with Josh Jacobs on by. So, not mm, ideal. Not, not great, Bob. All right, moving on to the next game, though. Uh, we got Zanny Dell taking on Luke. I'll start out here. Everything is pointing to Danny Dell, which is why I'm taking Luke. I don't know why. I have no, no reason to. I'm just – I think he pulls it out. I don't know why. I just – I think Matt Ryan is – I think Matt Ryan, now that Dan Quinn is gone, I, I think the Falcons are going to win. Um, they might almost be my lock of the week after firing him. I'm obviously not going to do that, but I, I think he's going to have a big week. Get one more kind of full Clyde Edwards-y layer week. I think Julio's back as well. I just think that his team is going to kind of start clicking here on full uh, on full uh, power and kind of let's see this team that he built kind of get how, in motion. I'm trying to wonder how you talked me into picking Luke. <sighs> hmm. I like Mark Andrews this week a lot. I think Mark Andrews has the best tight end matchup this week on the road against Philly. Devontae Adams coming back. Julio, Tyreek. It's hard. Julio, get the stretch. Look, and I know Cass is three and two. Luke is two and three. I think Luke still has the better team right now. Like I'm I'm taking Luke. I can't I can't renege on the decisions that I've made henceforth. I will lock in the pick that I've already locked in. I'm going Luke, but there's a there's a way this week that he ends up getting blown out. Oh, one one hundred percent. Like no, I no, and I said everything points to it being Dandel, which is why I'm taking Luke. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I know we 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 like to be a little bit different here, but Luke is either going to win or get blown out this week. No in between. Yep, yeah, I agree. All right, so after this, we got your game versus Deusler. You want to give me some of your uh, your thoughts right off the rip? So off the rip, obviously, I don't have my team at full strength. Again, I'm missing Carson this week. Excuses. I get Aaron Jones back. There's no excuses. I'm 4-1. and one. I'm happy where I'm at. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm confidently starting this week. Home against the Jets. A little magic there. Maybe it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. Maybe, you know, no Le'Veon Bell. Maybe they spread the ball around, right, score some points this week. Eh, doubt it eh, eh, i don't i don't know george kettle we love Thunder. him right um 
I, I want Carson to be in the lineup this week. No Russell Wilson obviously puts me down a peg, but I think Dusseler's team is not great, but his matchups aren't that bad this week. I also think he is a streamer of the week on the bench. I think he needs to be starting Cousins over Phil. I think the 1 o'clock game, too, is perfect. Like, in the Dome, playing against Atlanta at home, as long as that game is played with everything going on with COVID, I think that Cousins is going to have a huge Sunday. I'm still, I'm still picking me. He's got to figure out his flex situation. Golden Tate, not great. Hooper, not great against Pittsburgh. I have him beat in a couple, in a couple places here. He might have me at running back this week. Henry, Gurley. Robbie Anderson's been great. Um, so I, I think his team is actually trending upwards a little bit. It's not as bad as originally advertised. I am just still picking me. I, I, I still think I'm going to edge him out this week. Yeah, I agree. Everything you just said, um, where I, his team is going in the right direction. He'll get back Michael Thomas this week as long as he doesn't fight anyone um, on his team. But, yeah, I'm picking you. All right, bring us, bring us home. What do we got? All right, next up, we got the Tucker versus Lapia, which Lapia, come on, man. You need, like, you got to find a quarterback. Like, I, I know got you got some. I got, I'm going to get a pick back. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks are easy to be had. Um, and I mean, dude, you can't be starting Jared Stidham. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Just, just get someone else out there, man. Like, literally, like, anyone. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, it, Every week we're like, oh, we're picking against Lapia, and he's two and three. He has a better record than me. Um, but no, I'm going Tucker this week. Yeah, Tucker, easy pick. Yeah. We'll find a way to get him a quarterback if he wants one. I'll definitely take a pick for one. Yeah. Easy pick. We move on. Yep. All right. Now we got TC versus TJ. All righty. Where do we go here? I have TJ. And I don't think it's going to be close. I'm going upset here. I think one and four TC takes out five and OTJ this week. No Camara. Would be awesome. No, yeah, no Camara, no McCaffrey. I am taking. Uh, I'm taking TC. I don't love to Jeff Smith. Come on, man. Like. TJ, you got to get, like, you need someone better to be starting than Jeff Smith. I know he's getting, like, double-digit targets, but come on, man. It's Jeff Smith. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking TC in the upside. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but Jeff Smith is why. So I, I think his receivers have good matchups this week. Um, his running backs are at the low point of the season for him, but Cam Newton's back. He's a running back as well. Josh Allen's also a running back well, on the on the subject of Konami code and running running quarterbacks. But uh, yeah, yeah, TC's running back situation is not great right now. I think e- I like it more. Ebron week. played his worst game of football last week, by the way. He did you, stinks. Did you watch oh, stinks. any of that? Brandon Cook's not bad on the road. It's a, it's a 4% waxing jibius for the moon. Which means good cooks. Good cooks. He'll be cooking. But I still think TJ is going to put himself in a very high-pressure situation here. Eventually, he's going to have to throw one if he wants to go to distances here. Yeah, and I think that he – I 
I think if you told him, hey, man, McCaffrey's out and he's hurt after, what, week two, and then you have Kamara on by, I think he would walk away from that being pretty uh, pretty stoked to be five and one. So yeah. we'll see. I, I do just – I think TC is just kind of has some better plays this week. I think most people would be stoked to be five and one in any I situation. Would love to be five and one. Yeah, you would be. You would. You would like that. But alas, I'm not. So, on our final game, we have the Murphs taking on the Brack Daddies. Um, so, let's see. I think since we hopped on here, Chris has made a roster change and tossed in Madison over Cook. I know he wasn't in when we first started recording. Um, so obviously he had Dalvin and Dak and I, Chris, I want to publicly apologize because I texted him Sunday morning and asked him, what has he done to appease the fantasy gods uh, with his lack of injuries in this league? And then Dak obviously shattered his ankle and then cook with a little groin pop. Um, luckily I don't think gro- uh, cook is in that bad of shape might be out a week. They have buying next and might be back the week after. And, He's got Madison, who, I mean, you could, you could uh, swap him in and get, like, 80% of the production of Cook, right? I mean, does that, does that seem fair you, to you? I think you can get 90. Yeah. Where's the 10% that you're missing, though? It's big fourth down situations at the end of the game. He missed a wide open hole. Did you see that? That was so, – I still don't understand that call, man. Like, I get it. Let's be aggressive. Go try and win the game. But it, if you kick the field goal, you go up eight. It's like, okay, make them go score a touchdown and then go for two, and then you still have overtime. So it just – I don't know. I Analytics, I know that Collinsworth – were you watching the end of that game Sunday? Yeah, yep, I watched all that game. Yeah, so, I mean, you had Collinsworth talking. Okay, analytics say, like, you need to go for it because, like, if you don't get it, you have this percent chance of winning versus, like, you're only going down 15% if you don't convert, but if you convert, you're 100%. So it's like – I don't know, man. I First of all, I hate – the percentages like to win a game thing have you been seeing those more and more lately like the power yes. index like i i hate them i like the touchdown thing they do now though where like it pops up like who scored you yeah. have you noticed that like that's another graphic that's new this year i really like that one a lot yeah and i mean my complaint is maybe just an old man yelling at clouds and i mean they do it in every single sport it's like win probability and then it just makes me feel bad when my team loses when it's like, oh, yeah, like the Yankees had like a 95% chance of winning this game at this point in the game, and then they lost. And it's just like, dude, I don't need to hear that right now. Like that, I don't care. So Yeah, I agree. And that's been happening to like my Chargers every week. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be tough. Yeah. We'll move on from that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was it. That was the last game I had on my schedule here. Um, I don't even think we made our picks, though. Oh, I'm taking Brack. You're right. We didn't. I'm picking Brack. And, um, I'm taking – Kind of keeps rolling here. I'm taking Kyle in an upset. The only spot he's down is tight end. I get it. Darren Fells is not, not great. I think he wins at flex. I think he wins at receiver minus Hopkins. And I think he can win at running back this week. And I think he gets a win three and three. I disagree with the running backs. I don't think that – Montgomery and Mix and outscore Madison and Sanders. Ooh, do you want to take a pod bet? Yeah, sure. We'll take another pod bet. What the hell are we betting for at this point in our lives? 
I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. It's a pod bet. Another thing that we just don't know what we're going to be betting on. Wonderful. Please tweet at us at the churn FF and tell us what we should be betting on. That would make it fun. Yes, it would. Any engagement would be wonderful. Mm. Mm. Mm, wonderful would be. Mm. All right, guys. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. And for those of you sticking around for the Butter Association, we'll see you in a second. All right, quick break. Coming back at you. What the hell's going on out here? And we're back. The Churn Week 6. The Butter Association Week 6. It's at the Churn FF, JD Fran 14, and at Cotter Bods. Going to take it home here. At the churning point of the fantasy football season. Um, big week. It was an unbelievable Week 5 a lot of things happened here. A couple duds happened here. I'll jump right into it. Lightning round. Here we go. Buckle up. The Grinders. 5-0. and 121 over the commish. He falls to 4-1. It was the game of the week, and it did not disappoint. Big ups to the Grinders, but guess what? The pressure is all on you moving forward. Next game, worst team ever, period, we might have to flip that over to Bill Cosby's sleepers. They edge him out by 0.56 to get to two and three. Bill Cosby's sleepers moves to 0 and five. Ready or not, here we come. The Mahomes bunch, 136 and a pummeling over D's. They fall to three and two. They scored 86. Next game, what did I say? Lapia with confidence, 117 over Sproles tied. Definitely low tide, 74 points there, and that it was the snooze fest of the week. I don't know how he does it. Brucey's bunch, three and two with a 73 to 69 win nice. over Big B and the rest. They're one and four. First place, Grinders, five and oh. That's week five in the churn. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm feeling a lot better after that Derrick Henry final carry of the game. Uh, for the touchdown to give me that one over Luke. Luke, I'm sorry you would have beaten all but eh, all but three teams this week, which isn't isn't a ton, but it's just I, I he's 0 five, and I mean he's scored more points than me. Like his team isn't bad. I think he's just kind of gotten the short end of the stick in terms of points against. Like he has the most right now by like 50 points, almost 40 points in terms of like points against. Like, Points he's against, just been getting see. screwed. 602 he's at? Uh, yep. He's, Next I closest mean, is in the 560s. No, you, 589. Oh, I missed that. Never mind. You Next don't have two. the points for to make up for it. Though. I don't. I do not. So, for me, it's I just need to keep winning on the second lowest points. Is your team really almost as bad as Noah's, though? I, I don't know if I see that. Dude, it took me three weeks to break 100. I finally, or four weeks to break 100. I finally broke 100 this week. And you got to win. I mean, you I just did. have to win. You break 100, you win. Yep. Uh, not so, that's not as, that's not that true anymore. I feel like 110 now is like the number. Yeah. 110's the number. What am I averaging this year? I'm still top dog in points, which is why, like, I'm not heartbroken about the win. I wanted to get the win this week. Don't get me wrong. Not heartbroken about it by any means I no longer have the pressure to be the top dog in the league until Whalen eventually loses which I think he will soon um what what are your thoughts overall just like kind of recapping week five here 
I mean, I'm pretty much going to give that same answer that I did for Melting Pot. Admittedly, I wasn't totally tuned in on other people's games this week. I just don't have that luxury. Like, my team has been horrible, and I was in such a nail-biter with Luke, and I was pretty much in a nail-biter in, like, all my leagues. So I was kind of just focused in more so on myself. Obviously, like, I – this was the first I've seen of that snooze fest of a game. Like you heard my reaction when I was going through the recap, when I saw the score of the Brucey bunch uh, win from last week, but just win. Like that's all you got to do. Just win and you're fine. Just win and you're fine. That that's definitely true. couple trades this week. Mm-hmm. We had to pay attention to uh, that was October 6th. October 14th, that's yesterday. What are we on, the 15th here? You traded away with ease. Le'Veon Bell for Cam and Allen Robinson. I love that for you. Tell me what's going through your head with that move you just made. So, Marsan sent that offer to me, and I was like, I I wasn't really sure what I was going to trade Bell away for. It was just a very, like, touch-and-go situation, and I was just like – I. I don't really know. I was like, whatever I can get for him. I wasn't like, oh, whatever I can get. But I was like, all right, I am definitely don't value him as high right now as I did after draft day. Um, and, I mean, he's underperformed for me. Luckily, I've, I have James Robinson, who I've kind of been able to just not replace him. But, I mean, pretty much, yeah. I, I replaced him with, uh, with James Robinson as my running back three, which made that trade a lot easier dealing with getting rid of him. Yeah, your running backs are Henry Jacobs, James Robinson, James Robinson. That's, Antonio that's, Gibson, Ronald Jones. Like, I got a stable. It really it's do. Not, how it's how have you only scored four hundred sixty nine points? I, I don't understand. Because, dude, it, it's just Henry hasn't had that Henry game. You know, like he has been. Oh, pretty I don't know about that. You saw that stiff arm. He put Josh Norman through a table. Dude, he's had like 19 carries for only 57 yards. Like he had every single time I watch, he just picks up three yards, which is fine getting the volume, but he's due like he's due for like Henry. Once Henry really gets going, which I feel like is kind of going to be November, like around week eight, week nine, like when he really kind of starts to take a toll, that's when I think you're going to see it kind of pop off. Also, I haven't gotten good quarterback play, which now that brings us to this trade where getting a guy like Cam, as well as Allen Robinson, I think kind of fixed my two biggest weaknesses, which were wide receivers. Because at the beginning of the year, this is also just kind of going back to why I've scored so low. Galladay has been out with injury. Um, and then also I just – every time I play a quarterback, they stink. Like I, I just can't hit on Goff. I can't hit on Kirk. Last week everything was lined up for it to be a Kirk game. And, like, he was fine. He got me 19. But it's like I decided to bench Goff. And he put up like 30 on my bench. So I could have won like more handedly against Luke. So I'm starting to wonder if, uh, if, if you paid Marsan off for that trade, I mean, it was perfect for you. I, it worked out very nicely, but I mean, I was looking through for his and like he, he needed running backs. And I mean, who knows now with him being on the chiefs, it, that could be a very, very valuable role now. I mean, pretty much what you're looking for in standard is just touchdowns. So, I mean, he's, he could do that since, I mean, they, the Chiefs just keep playing Darrell Williams in the, in the red zone and in three-minute drill and on third down. So, it's like those are valuable roles where Le'Veon has shown how effective he can be. So, 
I don't think it's an awful trade from our stand by any means. Not awful, but it was way better for you. Yeah, I would. I your I team, guess. your team improved much more than his team. What, whatever you want to call it, improve, not improve, you know, based off of getting rid of Cam, who's been great. He's got, got a solid rushing floor. He just obviously missed he the one Ross. game. He is Ross. Oh. So, like, that helps. So, yeah. like, I'm losing Cam really wasn't that much. And, I mean, looking at his wide receivers. He's really banking on Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, like Robert he, Tanyan does not have the wide receiver. No. Nope. Availability in here like he does in Sleeper. I would assume he plays Bobby Tanya this week over Gronk. Love Cameron Brait this week, 3,500 in DraftKings, by the way. A little sneak peek. And he had six He had six targets last week. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get into the games. Let's wrap this show up here once and for all. Week six, the churning point. We'll start with my game. A little bit of a get-right match. Projected 115 to Brucey's bunch, 81 I think Noah's luck runs out this week. Yeah, I am picking you. I'm trying to look through and see. I mean, I like Jones more than Taylor. I think that that's the only matchup that he has that I like. Yeah, but if you flip-flop Madison over Taylor, I like Madison just as much as I like Aaron Jones this week for one week. I think I like Jones more just because he's shown he could put up a 40 point week and, and win. Yeah. Like he didn't touchdowns like a, yeah, I know. That's, yeah. That's why I would still take Jones over both your running backs, but that's, that's it. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I, I like pretty much everyone on your team. I think Murray Lamar is like a coin flip. I would maybe take Lamar this week, but I mean, Kyler against Dallas is juicy. So you're not going to go wrong with either of those guys. Definitely juicy potatoes there. I love Miles Gaskins. Um, oh, Miles Gaskin, let me take a quick victory lap here because we were discussing Jordan Howard versus him last week. Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch. Yep. I I Gaskins could not be happy Gaskins about that. Look, yeah, Gaskins looks good. Yep, and he's got a cupcake matchup this week against uh, against the Jets. I think he's going to be a great fill-in for Kamara. And then moving forward, Without Chubb, I have a couple guys I think that could play flex for me, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's Will, pretty, pretty much what you're looking for. Will Fuller, Will sent the bench this week. We alluded to it in the dynasty. We dove into it. Full steam ahead in the melting pot. It's a 4% waxing gibbous, whatever you want to call it. Waxing crescent. Waxing crescent. We're at the banana crescent of the moon here, and it's waxing, which means – it's almost as close to 0% of the moon as possible. It's 4% if someone wants to be precise. It's, it's Brandon Cook's week. It might be Randall Cobb week. Ah, it's anyone not Will Fuller. Yeah, anyone but Will Fuller. Anybody but Will Fuller. I, ha- I have me, though. I think alluding to a little bit of a dark horse chance, I think I take back over first place this week. We'll see about that. We'll see when I'm going through my picks. Um what I'm thinking, but yeah, I am picking you right now. Let's uh, let's see if we can uh, kind of get off the schneid of losing a game, of one game. Yes, and I had yeah. a decent week, 111. It was an off week, it, it was, but we're still <laughs> averaging 135 this year, so we're happy about that. All right, let's go to your town, worst team ever, two and three on the road. Sproles tied. What's happening over here? 
wake up. Where are you at? They're projected 94. They're in trouble. Yeah, 94 is low. Um, I'm picking myself. That's it. I'm, just, I'm picking myself. I'm just talking business this week on the pod for my team and butter. Straight well, hopefully he'll watch more football than he watched last week. So we could be less business, more, more, you know, pop and frill. Here's the analysis though. Carson Lockett, Hunter Henry, Traquan Smith, McCaffrey. Yeah. I, I think, oh man, they're all the buys too. That is buys and hurt. That's, that's tough. No, it's uh, he's singing the bye week blues. I'm feeling good about myself um, with this team I have. And look, I know I'm, like second lowest point scored in the season. This could all come back to haunt me. This could be old takes exposed, but I, I do think my team is a lot better than that. And I just need to focus just on, just can't kind of keep winning games and see if I can just sneak my way into the playoffs. Also, I do want to give a shout out to Rodrigo Blankenship, who has been a monster for me. Week in, week out, double digit points, 14, 10, 13, 11, just week in, week out, just gets a job done with his, uh, with his goggles kicker swag like Metcalf's got the binky mm-hmm. rocket ship has the goggles dude my man is yeah. ready to go to space in the blankenship he has been great he's been booting his way to a top I kicker know. spot um every week he's your team, first overall of all players i love that pretty good your team's not at full strength yet no your team is it, getting better they're getting better yeah it's I'm going to have some tough decisions to make when like guys like Jacobs are off by just with Galladay Robinson cup and Robinson, Henry and Jacobs. James Robinson might have to go to the bench. I I think you poke your way back into contention here. TC. If you go to two and four, no, no McCaffrey, no Carson, no Lockett. He's definitely not hanging around. No, he's hanging around. He's not done. Like his, once his team gets back to being healthy, remember when he had McCaffrey, he started off 2-0. and He had he has a very good team. Very banged up. This is a bad week for buys. Got to get through a schneid here. I don't think he kicks it yet, but once once he gets back to healthy, 3-4, and 4-4, four, four and four, you're right back in the mix. Just not, not this week. I will say Drake, I think, is interesting this week. I Look, I know Drake has been bad, and they pretty much gave him, like, the pity touchdown this weekend. Playing against Dallas on Monday night, is a get right spot. I mean, Devontae Freeman looked good against them. Now you put Drake out there and uh, I think he could put up big numbers for him. Uh, it could be, it could be the other way around though. It could be Edmonds just as easily for it them. Could. It definitely could. All righty. Here we go. Hut hut. Cayman three game winning streak. The second best winning streak in the butter. He's home home match against new look D's. No rust this week for him. Alapia, what are you doing to us? In my note, I did it again. Lapia, with confidence, he's going to get to four and two. I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm shocked. Um, I'm also picking him as well. I think he pulls it out. And then next week, he's got Michael Thomas back and smooth sailing. I mean, pretty much Mike Davis will be gone. You pop in Damian Harris into that RB2 spot. Still has Josh Kelly. He could play. He's still – he needs a running back. Mikey, if you need one, don't worry. I got, I got a couple. We were talking about the ones I have. So, just, his, just let me know. His team is about to do the biggest snip snap in butter history. Like, okay, so TC, 
if you get to two and four, we don't hate that for you because, okay, McCaffrey's coming back. Lockett's on by. Carson's on by. Same thing. If Lapia gets to four and two, I might be the least confident in his team at four and two. Mike Davis goes back to like a backup role, whatever it is. Even if you split time with McCaffrey, that's not good for anybody. That's no fun for anybody. Now, if Bell starts to eat into CEH's workload in a standard league, the upside of him is way more handicapped, handicapped, handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> Andy Cooper. <laughs> I just said handicapped. I'm delirious right now running through this. Damian Harris is like, man, he's like more of like a flex. He's going right back into the same situation he was in at the beginning of the year where he has no running backs and he's going to do a snip snap at four and two. He's going to be the weakest four and two team in butter history. Yeah. We said I, that's bold. That is, I'm just, I mean, what if, what if, what if, Noah, what if Noah wins this week? Oh my God. Spare me. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> Any thoughts before do you do you have Lapia in this game? Did yeah, you make that pick? All right. I'm taking the hot huts. Oh man, Marsan on the hot seat after a big He'll trade. be fine. I think once Russ gets back and is cooking for him, he'll be fine. All right. Game four. Bill Cosby sleepers. 0-5. Mm, against the Mahomes bunch, two and three off of a massive statement game. Oh, God, I hate to do this to him, but I have Dana. Yeah, um, I had Dana in as well, but I'm just looking at it right now, and it's just telling me Luke has his back up against the wall. He's 0-5. I'm taking Luke. I updated my pick in the the spreadsheet. I am uh, taking Luke A. Fiasco. I think he's going to – He's going to pull this one out. He's due. He, my man is due for a win. He's scoring points. He's just kind of had some tough luck. So I'm taking him. Also, Dana starting Jimmy Graham. Dude, touchdown Jimmy. That's an ode to my old writing pieces. Touchdown Jimmy is still relevant. Nick Foles loves him. Like, it's not as bad as you would think. He's got no flex in right now. No flex zone. He could go, all right, his flex, his flex options stink. Debo, There's Martin one Rose. independent variable here. I picked against it last week. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, best combo in the in the National Football League. They had a, t- a touchdown caught back by an offensive holding, or else they would have had an even bigger game last week. Big shootout potential on the road in Buffalo. I think that's going to be the decision maker here, and they get Monday the night too. Monday Night Football, three and three, Mahomes bunch. He Lock it in. Luke does have Kelsey, though, so that might – who knows? Oh, my God, wait, Luke is flexing TJ Hawkinson. Oh. This is not tight end premium. Uh, I am sorry, Luke. I'm going back to Dana. Whoa, snip snap, snip snap. You just I, did it. <laughs> I don't know why I missed Hawkinson. It's just, oh. Oh, so, yeah, just so everybody knows right now, it is 9.39 on a Thursday. Um, so we, that's where we've we are been on right zoom we since... base it yeah seven o'clock seven thirty. we base it on the lineup that you guys have put in at this time so right now when we're recording i'm seeing kelsey and hawkinson which hawkinson's fine i just 
uh, non-tight end premium, not not a big fan. Not even PPR, not even half PPR. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great, Bob. No. All right, last game of the week. A lot of laughs. We know that you guys are getting tired over there. You're hungry for Sunday football. You're hungry for meatball grinders. They're taking on Big B and the rest. This is going to be tough. No Dak, no Waller, no Eckler, no No Herbert, no Cook, no meatballs. Where are the... What are you? He's handing out garlic bread this week, but practically he's got nothing to fill the sandwich up with. With he's riding high in the belly of five and zero oh against a team that's one and four limping, but their team's not even that bad. I told you if I win this week, I think I have a great chance of getting back in the first place because I just don't see I don't see the storyline where the grinders get to six and zero oh this week. So are you taking Dan? Little hungry dogs run faster for you. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Dan Rogers, Devonte Adams, second best stack, Man, maybe third, uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, I think has been the number all right, two all right, all combo. Right. Yeah, still taking Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers. Not okay. So that's, just that's fine. My opinion. That, that's fine. I think, I think Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs has been right up there amongst top, top two, top three quarterback receiver stacks. AJ Brown loved the matchup. Hunt, Montgomery, Jonu Smith. He's got all the guys that I love this week and that I'm hammering in DraftKings and Daily Fantasy, regular redraft fantasy. Big B and the rest. Take down first place. Do it for me. So the team that is in first place is the Wayland Grinders. This is the kind of game where if Wayland wants to prove that he is gonna be this team that he's looking like right now i mean he's got to win with the, i think this one about his guys and i think he does i think he gets a job done i think his team is for real this year um like this is a team i'm not really looking forward to playing i think it's just a wagon um so yeah i'm i'm taking Wayland just based on the fact that i do buy into the hype of his team and i think he finds a way to kind of keep keep pulling it out and winning. I think this is one of those seasons, um, like a magical season for him right now, and I think he keeps it going. Hmm. Magical season for him. Keeps it going. This week is a, an anomaly. I would not be afraid to face Dalton, Freeman, or Moser. Let's just get that straight. Oh, no, I trust me. I didn't mean this one. I meant his team in general, like his it's, roster when it's a – His yeah. team at full steam afloat here. Was a wagon, was a wagon wheel. No deck. Definitely, it's like one of the wheels is crooked. Like you know those grocery carts when you go mm-hmm. to Big Y, and one is like a little bit flimsy, right? Oh, yeah. But I left a little bit of gas in it for you, right? When I put it back in the rack. Okay, one of the wheels of that of his grocery cart, his wagon, is banged up and gone. Dalvin Cook is going to be out for at least two weeks. He has a bye week coming up next week. Eckler's still on the shelf. This team is not so much as wagon as it once was, but it's still the top dog, top contender. They're 5-0 and for a reason. That's why I'm picking them. They're in trouble this week. Grinders are – I said, like, meatball grinders, delicious. He might be putting out garlic bread this week. And I don't Which think – Which is also delicious. I do – I am a fan of garlic bread. I just don't think it has the substance to get you to 6-0. and Like, it's the free bread on the table, but I want meatball grinders. 
I'm not getting a meatball grinder this week. I'm getting I'm getting garlic bread. I'm getting a loss. It's five and one for the grinders. All right. All right. Well, that's Big B and the rest, 109 against grinders. That's the last game of the week here. It's week six. That's the three leagues that we run. Connor, what do you got for me? Anything to wrap us up here? Real quick, do we want to hit on a couple? I know this was a request we got. Um, was just hit on some of the guys who we like for daily this week. Don't have to go too wildly in depth, but is there anyone who you kind of – have you started looking um, at DraftKings and kind of seeing what guys might be out there? All right, so here's what's happened to me the past two weeks with daily. I've made 20-plus lineups, and only one of them scores like 180-plus, and mm-hmm. I'm not cashing. I'm not – I'm having like diminishing returns happen here because I'm not playing the right contests and I'm not playing yeah. – the right I'm not putting the right pieces together all into one lineup. My rule of thumb this week, I'm not reading anything. I'm not researching anything. Just I'm going gut. this is all gut. So let me tell you who I like. All gut this week. David Montgomery and Miles Gaskin are my two running back plays that I'm gonna be hammering. Both of them have really good matchups. I'll also be hammering Derrick Henry. Cameron Brait, if you want to go cheap at tight end, 3,500, I think is a smash opportunity. He was great when OJ Howard got hurt last week. He had like six targets, and Tom Brady loves peppering the tight end. If you want to pay down, go there. Um, and I think if we're if I'm picking a game this week to target, I really like the Steelers-Browns game. I think that's going to be a shootout. I like the Big Ben side of it. Juju's a little banged up. Deontay Johnson's a little banged up. Defenses are going to focus. They're going to count Claypool. I actually like James Washington a little bit this week as like a cheap, under-the-radar salary saver, get a guy in a big scoring game. Um, And then if he plays, I I love Beckham this week. I think he's a deep ball smash, and and it's going to be a big game for him on his side. So if you guys are on DraftKings – if you're looking for a mid-tier quarterback, I think Kirk playing up against Atlanta. That game has the highest total, um, right? I'm looking through it right now. They have 54 as a total. Detroit. Why is Detroit versus Jacksonville 54 and a half? That is because they crazy. have no defense. I, I guess so. So maybe I should be targeting that. Um, so these lines have actually, honestly actually changed since I last looked. Um, cause right now green Bay and Tampa, the 55 and a half point over under. So regardless, I'm targeting, uh, Kirk, or if you want to get real weird with it and go discount bin quarterback, um, a good option is Kyle Allen. He's starting, uh, he's 5,100. He's cheaper than let's see. He's cheaper than Mitch Trubisky, cheaper than Jared Stidham, cheaper than Tua. So that's a guy who I'm looking at if I'm trying to save some money, maybe spend up elsewhere. Um, admittedly, for running backs, I had to pick uh, the guy is actually leaving my mind. I mean, Philip Lindsay for 4,300, not a bad option. Um, who else do we got here? I was looking at. I mean, I talked to him a little bit. The Michael P. Ryan for 4,000. Him and Gore both 4,000 could be could be worth a look. <sighs> Let's see. I'm just going through some wide receivers now. Wild Connors. Thielen. Oh, sorry. I was going to say Thielen. 
Thielen or Jefferson going with the uh, just kind of hitting that Minnesota game. Um, another eye for tight end would probably be Irv Smith. Honestly, I'm probably just going to be hammering that Minnesota game. Um, but Irv Smith, I think, is going to pretty much be like a bigger wide receiver for them this week. And uh, could be a good value play as well. I'm bringing up his cost right now. He's 2,500. So that's a guy for me who I'm going to be looking at. He's very athletic. He makes some plays. I mean, he had 10 points last week. He had four catches for 60 yards on five targets. Like, Irv Smith, I think, is going to be in a lot of my lineups. Mm. The single best and glaring value of quarterback this week is clearly Ryan Tannehill at home against the Texans at 5,900. If you want to pay down, that's your guy. Same price as Phil and Fitzmagic. Cheaper than Teddy. Yeah, I agree. Tannehill's been a stud lately. Like he's and been he's tremendous. Grossly mispriced. 50, 5,900 for him. If I do make another lineup, I'm going to smash that game. Um, and just smash the Tex, uh, the Titans with a full, like, Tannehill, Jonu Smith, A.J. Brown stack. And then yeah. if you want to supplement, like, a, obviously one of the Texans guys thinking that they're going to be chasing from behind and passing a lot. Nothing wrong with Brandon Cooks this week or, or Randall Cobb. We're, we're fading. We're fading Will Fuller, obviously, because yep. of the moon. It's a Not very great. weak moon this week. So um, just a couple thoughts there. I, I don't know if you have too much, much more to add, Connor, but I think that's a, a, that might be a good stopping point for us here. Yeah, there's really nothing else for me. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to another week of football. The Giants are playing against the Washington football team. We haven't talked about them much this week on the podcast, which is good for my mental health. But I just – I think they might get – this might be the week. That's all I'm saying. Might be the week. It could be the week. We will see. That's all I need at this point. It could be the week. Something to look out for. Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. As always, that's Connor Boddington at Connor Bods. I'm the commish at JDFran14. Follow us at the churn at the churn FF. That's week six. As always, you set your lineups, leagues. We'll see you next week.